0: Can you say Coca, Coca-Cola without your lips touching? Coca-Cola. Oh yeah. Why? Your lips don't touch when you say it normally, but and sometimes you give it to people and they go. Oh, all right. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny prank. Oh god. <laughs> but you're too savvy for I'm it. So smart. Kia ora. welcome along to the Real Pod. My name is Jane Yee. I'm joined by Alex Casey. There's no Duncan here today. No Duncan. Where is he? I don't know. Just out of office. Nelson? Ah, somewhere doing things. Uh, We also have a new producer in studio. I'm looking at him right now. You've actually rudely got your back to him. I know. I like to pretend that it's just you and I in a room together. Off to Um, a rocky start. But behind me... (laughs) is (laughs) <laughs> is <laughs> Te here who is our brand new audio engineer slash studio manager, and what a treat. Things are sounding crisp. I mean, we sound amazing. He was tacking wires away so we wouldn't trip. Uh, And, you know, we normally walk in here and it's like Mission Impossible, you know, it's like, it's crazy, (laughs) you've got to do a full thing to get to the desk. (laughs) I don't know, I feel like uh, it was all too easy this morning, you Mm -hmm. know, we just wandered on in, sat on down, sounded amazing. I did have to move a chair, I will say that. We have a chair in the studio, so most of our chairs are very squeaky, and we have decided to start stealing chairs from the office, you know, like proper office chairs, but one of them we've acquired is what we call the joke chair, where you <laughs> sit in it and you just slowly descend. <laughs> in a way, that kind of makes you feel like maybe you're going a little bit crazy. Like, am I moving? Yeah, it's the gaslight chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Bryce from MAPS chair. If we ever have him in the studio, that's where we sit sitting. Definitely. Hey, uh, you can, oh, by the way, this is your real life in New Zealand and reality TV recap podcast. And you can. Join our Facebook group, facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash Corner, And also, please subscribe. Please share if you enjoy this. If, you if don't, you're listening to this and you're not subscribed, how are you here? You <laughs> know? Get, if you subscribe, you get it in your feed straight away. So that's exciting. If you don't enjoy the show, don't tell anyone that. No. Keep that don't, to yourself. Don't, don't review it. If you've got nothing nice to say. Five stars only. Just don't say anything at all. Okay. We've I've got like massive real news today. I'm so excited to share this. You've hyped this up off mic, IRL to me, and I've tried to figure out what it's about if it's got a celebrity involved, and you're being you're you're staying mum. I am staying mum. I'll, I'll let you know this. There is a celebrity of sorts involved. <laughs> See the of sorts worries me. <laughs> this could be anything. <laughs> right, let's get into the real news. I'm going to make you wait a little bit longer. Wow, okay. Okay, I'm going to leave this the big news tease, to the end. The art of the tea. But there's lots of exciting news this week in the real news, starting with The Lion King. Huge. Did you Huge. enjoy? Oh, did I enjoy? <laughs> I went through so many emotions. I, cried. I instantly wept when what? all the things... We to, can we talk about the spoilers? There's animals in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, they're not real life animals, to be clear. I mean, they look bloody real. They look where right, I was well, sitting. Amazing puppetry. Huge elephant that only gets used at the beginning, right? Like it comes down through, oh, I won't this say in case are going, yeah, right. Was, There's, a see- elephant, okay? <laughs> There's a big elephant, okay? There's a big elephant. Don't talk with the elephant in the room, Jane. <laughs> There's a massive elephant in the room. The room is massive. Uh, So it's playing at Spark Arena. This is like Mm. the full international stage show. You've got some New Zealand cast members who are amazing and made me very proud. And it was just a spectacle to behold. It was a spectacle. It was a joy, start to finish. I did. There was a little bit of a brouhaha um, on the night that we went. I don't know if you experienced this, but they obviously very tightly run production, many elements at play, you know. And they had a very strict kind of lock the door policy, um, both at the start but after intermission. And good old Joe and I just kind of languidly milling around the foyer, decided we'd get a drink, get some M&Ms. And then they were like, 60 seconds till lockdown. And we were like, what? And, and tried to like get back to the door. They shut the doors oh. in our face. There was a whole lot of other people as well. And I was like, okay, sweet. I'm sure they'll just need to do the opening number and then we'll get in. The mob mentality of the other people locked out, it was great. It was Lord of the Flies instantly berating the poor ushers, like screaming, being like, this is ridiculous. Are we going to miss the whole show just because your people took too long serving drinks? Everyone was going crazy. Within 10 seconds, Joe and I stood back and the joy of being locked out is you get to see the performers in the foyer because they all run in through the wings and all the different parts. And we got to see them like warming up and mooching about and with their little headpieces in, sorry, earpieces. It was fab. Did it cross your mind for a single second to just run in with them and become part of the show? (laughs) I did have to do that. When I was 12, I did have to do that. Me and my friend Emma Jane were late to our own school production and we had to run on stage with the kumara pickers, who had to run, ran in through the aisles and we ran in with them and then just like went into the little choir bit the bag. So I have done it before. You know what else you were like for? Everything doing a little <laughs> doing a little speechy thing at my wedding? <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. Wow, And I didn't even really get to sneak I guess I could have, I snuck you in sort of behind Brody in a way you didn't really sneak in at all because just to set the scene for you guys <laughs> there was a hill so everyone's sitting and looking at, at the archway and then there's a hill a grassy hill behind and there's a big path going around the outside but Alex knowing she was late and like it was her like she was on it was on, my cue um, everyone else that she arrived late with came down the path but Alex came hoofing it down the <laughs> hill <laughs> centre stage if you will Straight Uh, to the altar I do (laughs) We got married It was very confusing (laughs) It was a dream come true That's right But no, the show is amazing If you have the capacity to go We did go to the premiere Oh, you didn't, did you? I went to the preview You went to the preview um, And I went to the premiere Which is the next night Yes Um, It's confusing Premiere just means Famous people were there Well, you say that I have Megan and Nia In my row at the end of my row, which was tense because when I had to come in in the dark, Guilty Denver with beers and m I was like, sorry, sorry, she's heavily pregnant and I had to make a move oh, <laughs> to let <no>. me past. <laughs> so I apologise to, um, to Megan for that. Uh, I saw Susie Cato. Wow. I saw Ben Boyce. Wow. I saw and hugged Nathan King. He initiated it, I just want to say. Sorry why? I used to be on the television. <laughs> <laughs> so Nathan King's just like, bring it in. Just bros, just bros. I've, I've interviewed Zed many a time. I love that. Uh, and also I saw Moses Mackay coming out of the toilets and I was with my daughter and I was like, oh, hey, there's Moses, as if we're best mates. He didn't hear me. Mm. But my daughter did not care. Right. Yeah. She Brood. didn't understand. She didn't understand the gravity of it, which is kind of like how I feel about this exciting impending real news that's coming up, is that there are very few people who understand the gravity of this real news that's coming up. But wow. I know you will. I'm glad you're broadcasting this to an audience of tens. Tens, no, that's from that. <laughs> Hundreds. Speaking of um, celebrities, Cassie and I, Cassie Roma, we're now firm friends. This is this is huge. This is threatening. Yeah, I me? know, I know. So immediately when I announced that, because Cassie was like, let's be friends uh, on Instagram. And then when I told you and Duncan that, um, Alex came in straight away and was like, does she like board games? And basically, <laughs> can we play board games with Cassie? So she now wears a I'm good at, hat. You we're going to extend, you we're going to open the circle. You're welcome in, of course. Oh, thank you. There's no being friends with Thanks me without being friends with you. <laughs> Cassie, if you would like to start a parallel friendship with me, Alex at the Spinoff is my email address. (laughs) I don't have Instagram, but I welcome all e-cards and e-vites. Oh, my goodness. It's 2006. (laughs) Let's go to Christchurch where a woman had a tiddlywink stuck up her nose for 37 years. That is incredible. So she, her and her brother used to play a game where they would um, stuff tiddlywinks up their noses and shoot them out to see how far they could go. Mm. Um, It's not how you play, (laughs) to the best of my knowledge. It might be the Christchurch way. Uh, (laughs) It's not the Auckland way. But, yeah, so she got this thing stuck up in her nose. I think at the time she did that classic thing when you're a kid, you're so scared you're going to get in trouble, you don't tell anyone, right? Mm. And then 37 years later she's having some major nasal issues. She's had a sore nose on and off for 37 years. She knew the tiddlywink Went up there and never came out, mm. but never really bothered to have it investigated until it got to the point it went septic. But,
1: <laughs> but she, she, had a COVID she had a COVID test. test.
0: <laughs> she had a COVID test and then it like moved it and it went and it got infected, uh, and then they removed it. And I think she was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, there's that, there's that thing. You was there all that time, <laughs> me old friend." <laughs> <laughs> Very stressful. I liked the bit. Um, I was a bit. I was scared to tell my mother, so I didn't. I remember being terrified at the time, thinking, "Where has it gone?" But not one to complain, she put the accident at the back of her mind, which is probably where the tippy <laughs> wink went. <laughs> I had an incident when I was at primary school where I did something I was too scared uh, I'd get in trouble for it and it was quite bad. But I was five, I think, and I was taking a note to another teacher during class time. Mm. And I decided to have a hone on some bars outside. Yeah. For And a tractor had backed into one of them, and there was this jagged metal edge sticking out. And as I slid down, (gasps) I sliced my foot open. And I was like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have been playing on the bars. I almost put my shoes and socks back on. And I did that. And then when I got home, (laughs) very bloody, bloody sock. And I I didn't need stitches, but I had to have those butterfly stitches. Holy moly. But also, what kind of jigsaw killer is parking a serrated edge by monkey bars. This is It was. This is an issue. It was the 80s. Different time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And another time, this I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. Maybe was I was not this the real news? This, no, you, have the real have news. You, you have to tell me. You, you have to tell me. One time I weed my pants when I got home from school because I couldn't get, like I was locked out of the house. Love it. And I was scared I'd get in trouble for that so I put my undies in the toilet system. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, never told anyone.
1: I mean, oh, I no. assume
0: someone found them at some point, but the in the pip, system. Pip, they're still there. Someone, someone, people, people look there, don't they? Sometimes <laughs> you hear about it. I want, yeah. Mm, no, i I can't tell my, it's too, it's too yuck. It's too yuck. It's too yuck. But it involved undies, mini, and a woman's coming of age, and me hiding all those undies in a bucket. <laughs> In the basement, which I would periodically pour bleach on. Periodically. <laughs> well, you? I, I love the way you disguised the story so well. But we have so no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Very deeply definitely hidden. you have to listen back <laughs> and hear the clues. Um, I also got a stuck up my nose once as a kid, and that was frightening. But I just waited for it to melt. Just, oh, just, okay, like a pebble the sweet. Pebble the sweet, yeah, pebble the sweet. I mean, bonus for, bonus for later, right? Just stick your tongue out <laughs> have an afternoon snack. It's like a chocolate fountain. Here is a first aid tip for you. My daughter got a raisin stuck up her nose once and I was like, I read something on the internet and I tried it and it worked. I blocked her other nostril and then blew hard and fast into her mouth and oh, it dislodged the raisin. God. Hmm. Okay, okay. I don't understand what's going on there's between the nose, the mouth, the throat, <laughs> the tubes. There's a connection. There's a connection. They all uh But I thought the mouth to the <laughs> lungs. I think there's, mean, there's like a flap that <laughs> that changes between eating and breathing. That's crazy. We need to do more anatomy it's stuff. Just- Corner. on this um, podcast. Okay, another story. I, I never thought I'd see the day where we got one of our stupid stories from Radio New Zealand, but here we are. What? RNZ published a story on their site uh, titled, stag guring Lockdown Breach Sees Sunbathers Caught Buck Naked. Oh my God. And the story is, two nude sunbathers were surprised by a wild deer and ran into the forest <coughs> near Sydney uh, and they have been fined for breaching COVID-19 lockdown restrictions. Ah, oh, so it's not even here. It's not even here, but it's just it. like RNZ doing odd stuff stories. Is, I like RNZ doing funny jokes. That's a story in <laughs> itself. All right, are you ready for the big news? I am, but I have two big, big pieces of news that <laughs> might be even bigger. The first is fight news. Todd Dialectos from The Bachelorette, Mm runner-up, is going to be fighting the hot tradie, Logan Dodds. What? On Friday, 23rd of July at Sky City Theatre. I don't know why. I don't know who for. I don't know how much, but I think we should go. (laughs) Hey, so hang on. So hot tradie, is he still with Danny? I think so. Danny from season one, who was Art's runner-up, and then she dates the hot tradie, who's also an influencer, and then Todd was – so they're kind of like – B and D strands of the Bachelor. Yeah, I love I'm it. it together. It's I love very it. exciting. It's I mean, there's like there's some other big fight. It's like the joke one, you know, before the real one. <laughs> but I don't know what the real one that is. That is no joke to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, second big piece of news: is I met Dylan and Keegan from the Block at the supermarket. What in Point Chef? And it was very thrilling, and they were very tired. Did you talk to them? I spotted Keegan first, and I did finger gun in the um, kind of juice aisle. This and I was is like. the only way you communicate <laughs> with celebrities. Well, I think it's like, it just establishes how, what's going to happen here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to do this. It's going to be hell for you for 30 seconds, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> so I was like, are you Keegan from the plot? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, how low is his voice? Yeah. Yeah, I am. And then he's like, my brother's over there. And then Dylan came over. And I was like, oh, congratulations. Loving your work. <laughs> just like I said, a whole spew of things. Didn't say that I have a podcast <laughs> about reality TV or that I worked on the show. <laughs> just like when I'm a merry way. And um, I was like, you guys must be really tired, huh? And they were like, yeah, we are. I was like, cool. See ya. <laughs> so it's just a wall-to-wall epic interaction. I mean, we'll talk more about the block in Reality Check, but... I really love Keegan. I, I think love Keegan, Keegan may too. be my favorite ever Block character, mm-hmm. and I've seen every second of every episode of the Block NZ, except this season. I'm only <laughs> watching the room reveals. Um, but even just from that, Keegan is my, my top dog. I'm also a huge fan of Dan. I like Dan too, but I, I think Keegan is. A I think special. Keegan, I think Keegan should be the Bachelor. <laughs> I genuinely believe oh, this. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I'll probably enter. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, the Kay. big news. Big news. Okay. Do, we, do we need to do like a... This morning at my house, I was visited what? by Melly the Mallard. What? I'm not kidding. What? I know you think that... What are you saying? I know you think i have gone crazy. I haven't. I've got footage to prove <sighs> it. Are you sure it wasn't a rower? <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain it wasn't a rower. Uh, what are you talking about? I was just outside and a duck, not a duck, obviously Mally, just <laughs> landed on the driveway what? and then <laughs> wandered over, right over to say hello, came right up to my steps. Wow, that's a confident duck. When I first saw it, I was like, there's a duck. And then when I got to work, I was like, Mallards are, you know, they've got, like, green heads in that, right? Yeah. So I that's obviously not mallard. But then I discovered... Lady mallard. Lady mallard. Lady mallard. So mallard, mallard maybe... Uh, Mrs. Mallard. Yes. Mrs. Melly. Miss Mellie. Regardless, there's no way that that is not Melly the mallard, right? <laughs> I'm just showing... You can have a look at my, my Instagram if you like, Jane... It's under, definitely under, a duck. I can confirm. Jane underscore ye underscore. Are you... When you say it's definitely a duck... I can confirm. Are you? Is there a hint of the suggestion? I don't know. That it might I'm not. I'm actually not even confident it's a real duck. It's I a need real to look duck. And it's one of those things that you I mean, know. You know what I say. I, I've got bad eyes. You know when people die and then like a butterfly flies past. Yes. And someone's like, yes. oh, there's Uncle John. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uncle John's visiting. Yes. This happened. I was like, this is really, really weird. I live in like suburban central Auckland. There's no... There's no bloody water things near me. There's mm. no, what do they call them? Ponds. A marsh? Lakes, marshes, none of that near me. And this duck just lands right there and wanders over as if to say. Is it Cassie? Kia <laughs> Hello, friend. You know? And I Was like, was oh, the I was duck weird. wearing a tiny hat? It wasn't. It wasn't Cassie. It was Millie. <laughs> it was Millie. Made the trip up from Hamilton in a polar bl- ice blast. In a polar blast. That's yeah. commitment. And, uh, and came and said. And what was. does it mean, though? Ah, oh, just that. Do you think it just means keep on doing the real pod? Keep on doing keep the good. <laughs> keep on doing the Lord's work on the great pod. That's amazing. I could not have predicted that was going to be your news. <laughs> and so, yes, I was visited by a celebrity today, just this very <laughs> morning. It's very special. Incredible. Okay. That's it. I'm sorry if it was disappointing. Such a huge moment for me. Let's get into the real review. This is great. Five out of five for me. The nicest thing that's ever happened. And that's the real review. Okay, Whitakers peanut butter and jelly chocky chock. What are we doing? The real review. (laughs) Yes, you haven't had it? I haven't had it, but you have. Okay, so the first scandalo of this is that it's half the block as peanut butter, half is jelly. I was led to believe it was a a rich blend. You were H. led to believe that because you assumed that. Yes. Okay. Because I didn't look at it, read it. I just heard overheard a conversation <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, so you have to get one from each end, sandwich them on top of each other, and do like a real, like quite a big bite. You know, mm. like for me, mm. I have a small sort of Daniel Radcliffe style mouth. I had hey, to kind of unhinge my jaw like a snake. Please don't put down your small mouth because. Let's not forget there are beautiful men in the world like Manu who love a tiny mouth. <laughs> Manu loves That's JJ's true. tiny That's mouth. True. That's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. I love her blue eyes. <laughs> I have blue eyes as well. I could actually be a you, lion. You could be a lion? In line. Oh, I, <laughs> I think you've got a better shot of uh, being a lion, a lion. <laughs> than, than getting past JJ for Manu's affection. <laughs> Anyway, so I found that sort of a physical challenge. That would be the thing that would restrict me, almost like if we were to talk about this. Have you seen that horrible device at University of Otago? The, I saw the photo of it and I read the headline, and that's about like, the extent of that how much I consume. It magnets your teeth together so you can't eat any solids. It, it magnets your teeth together. Yeah. It's like, yeah. How do you talk? I, not very easily, I don't think. We have to try it. Oh, my God. <laughs> we simply have to try it. <laughs> I'm. have fr- got tiny teeth as well. I'm worried. Anyway, I don't know. We have to do it. <laughs> but that's how I sort of felt. Like I couldn't. Could I couldn't eat it as easily and with the pace that I normally like to eat chocolate, which is very fast, no chewing, kind of just getting it done. Could you take a bite from one and then a bite from the other and then just masticate? You them could, together? but then you're dealing with a goo. You know, a loose goo. Oh, so you're putting two whole pieces in? Two whole? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! It's a lot. The alternative is just. Eat the jelly pieces because peanut butter chalk is not that nice. Wow. I mean that's just personal opinion. Quite true, so. The jelly is nice on its own. I sampled each alone. Mm. They're both standalone successes, I okay. believe. So yeah, I'd say try it out. It's fun for a while. But um It's like a half and half pizza though as well. It's a great option if you've got someone who loves the peanut butter chalk and someone who loves the jelly chalk. Mm, true. And there, there needs to be more half and half type His and chalkies hers. out there. Yeah. Yeah. My solution, I did think, was to get a whole lot of it together, mortar and pestle, <laughs> and just kind of mash it all up and eat it with a spoon. If I had the um, <laughs> the magnet situation, that's what I'd be doing. Uh, you're obsessed with putting snacks into bowls and consuming them like cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Whatever it takes. Okay, reality check time. disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> she just even Reality check Na 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 Alex Casey brought it to my attention that the block has they've changed up their riff. I uh, yeah I thought they had, but then some people who are in the know told me that they haven't. I thought they've added a na-na-na-na-na, at least two. And they've definitely lost the, it all starts now. Which is the best bit, because I think of the guy with the jetpack every time. That's right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that, I actually, when you told me that, I was like, no, surely that's been around for years. And I actually, I didn't tell you this because I didn't want to vindicate you, but I went back to some old seasons uh, to check the opening titles. And no, there were no extra na-na-na-nas. It was just just... It was just the na 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 Yeah, so you've got a more drawn-out sequence. I think yeah. so. it is interesting, you know. Yeah. It's just something to note. Yeah. <laughs> just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> I just watched the Room Reveal this week. I didn't watch anything else because I'm busy, lady. So this is all incredibly out of date because I understand that since the Room Reveal on Sunday night – Lockdown has happened. We've jumped a year instantly. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. So have mm-hmm. we gone, have we actually jumped the year this Last week? Last night was like half of it was the lead up to lockdown and then it just hard cut a year later. Did everyone come back? Not everyone <gasps> came back, Jane. Tell me more. So Yana, due to life circumstances changing over the past years, not returned to the block. So it's Rach and her friend Connie, who is... Awesome. She's an electrician, ex army. Oh my god. She can do like pull ups and stuff. Can I just say, do you think they were actually friends? Do you think when Yana pulled out, Rach went, Right, I gotta pull in a trading. I gotta pull in a trading. I gotta get on Instagram and find my friends of friends and, and find someone I can pull in here. It's definitely something to think about. I think it's, I think it's just good to ask a question. But she was in the army. No, oh, no big deal. You know they there's, were both in the army. I mean, they were there, in the army together. There's also a lady trade, a lady tradie on one of the teams, which I really enjoyed. a lady tradie, Nicole. She's fantastic. I think I might become a lady tradie. Uh, oh my god! It. I mean, that's my Insta handle already, right? Is it's that? not already, but it, well, I mean, I've already got, I've got it all planned out now. Oh, lady tradie is there? Yeah, I'm mean, to be like a lady tradie. <laughs> and what tradies are you doing? I'm doing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> settle down. Um, no, I'm gonna do like hammering things. Yeah. Thrilling things. Yeah. I don't like early mornings, though, and I don't like working in the rain. That could be tough for you. Yeah. Maybe mooch about kind of a trading. But like- I feel like maybe they're, uh, with trying to uh, create some – Equality in the industry, I'll be in hot demand, so I might be able to call the shots. I'll be like, I'm only working from 10 till 3 when it's sunny. <laughs> but not too sunny. And you need constant subway. <laughs> I need constant As subway. Is. <laughs> As is how things happen on the Anyway, block. okay, so, so which one's Jana? Was she the blonde the one? Blonde the blonde one. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Other huge developments. Tim from Tim and Artie cut his hair. Oh, my God. And lost his moustache. Um, so so he's, he's like a whole new, new man. Basically a whole new person. Mm. But otherwise, basically everyone seems the same. It's great to see them again. Dan's still got the top knot. Still got the top knot. Keegan's still got all his beautiful hair. Keegan's hair might even be longer. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited to dig in again. I might even commit. It's really hard because we've got Love Island kicking off, I think, this week on Neon. We've got Batch US, Bachelorette. We've got The Block, obviously. Um, Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle. All-Star 6, Drag Race All-Star 6 is already two episodes in. It's crazy out there. Right, um, we are going to talk a little bit about Too Hot to Handle uh, after we talk about The Block. But basically, room review this week, well, it all seems extremely unexciting now, now with the big COVID drop. But House 4, Tim and Artie went from uh, bottom of the heap to top of the hill. They did a beachy-themed boys' room. They had a lovely floating solid desk, which I really liked. Uh, they had to take down all that lovely wallpaper that mm. me had done the week before. Crazy, uh, but it was never going to work in the teenage boys' room. No, and
1: they needed
0: they needed their surfer decals. They up. needed to put Stats. some surfboards and some guitars, <laughs> uh, and also Lauren said, "There's nowhere to knock yourself." Like it's great how they've got everything floating. There's nowhere to knock yourself. And as a mother, I was looking at it going, except for the fucking really sharp corners uh. of, of your floating bedside and your floating desk. Mm. Mm. Again. At least they didn't do a death trap like Ethan and Sam did last year. Do you remember the pole, the bunk beds? Oh, my God. It was just, it was it was crazy. Never was like, do an inbuilt bunk bed in a room, by the way, on the block. Right. Hot tip to you because it's really <laughs> going to be annoying for anyone who buys the house to have to dismantle that shit. Right. Okay, anyway, they got 17.5. They won. They won the week. <clears throat> house won. Jana and Rach, they did a, quite a nice I love teen that. girls' room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The planner stuck to the back of the door, though. Big no-no for me. Looks like those cleaning schedules in the toilets. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. All I could think about. It really (laughs) didn't work with the room. They love LEDs, don't they? Too much. Do you think too much? Well, I find LEDs quite like I don't know. Maybe maybe the future is here, and I'm just not on the train. I I think the LEDs that I think of are like really bright that, you know, really bright white light. I like a warm light. A warm light. But I suppose you can probably That's get definitely. warm LEDs. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I know that you can get them to change colours if it came out. Because <laughs> I've only bought LEDs once to illuminate the um, a replica of the Waitangi dildo for a spin-off event. <laughs> Absolutely normal sentence. That's great. <laughs> Anyway, they got fifteen point five, which was second highest score. House three, Dylan and Keegan, they had a bit of a miss this week. They rejigged the whole of their upstairs, which is like a mammoth task, right? And they did a double kids bedroom, so two single beds, and they were kind of referring to it as like a guest room. Yeah, because like it's a kids guest room for this executive childless couple that have nieces and nephews. They're creating this whole Josie-style fantasy around who's buying their house. (laughs) But I know people like that, so I'm kind of, I feel it. I understand what they're getting at. Uh, Anne-Louise didn't love the wallpaper. It was kind of like a deco blue pattern. Louise liked it. I didn't like it. Obviously, I was on Anne's team for this. Mm. Uh, It was all a bit busy, some nice details, some nice vignettes. Mm. They got a twelve. Sad they didn't put Keegan's art on the wall because I was very proud of Keegan for expressing himself creatively. Yeah, and I—I I, that was a really funny um, moment when he was just, like, yelling at his angry stuff and he was like, yeah, see, I don't care anymore. It's gone. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start employing that in my life. I'm just going to yell out the angry thing and then be like, and now it's gone. It's gone. And I'm fine. It's a great way to live. House 2, Megan Dan... Uh, they they did two rooms. Uh, it was really confusing. Like I felt like mm. Mark Richardson was changing the rules being, all the way along. He didn't tell them this, but if they didn't complete the second room, they'd have to do it in do-over week, and it would be sealed up until do-over week, and they would lose the shot of winning 7K in that week. And he's like, what they don't know is, and I'm like, <laughs> they should know that, surely. <laughs> that might change how they approach Surprise. things. They also changed the layout of their house from three bedrooms to four bedrooms, which I think is genius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was it was a bit of a negotiation, right? Because bedrooms have to be a certain thing, and they were nearly too small or something. I don't know. I don't know. Remember when we went to the Hobsonville ones and we visited the dungeon bedroom? Yes. That didn't have any windows? So frightening. scary. And you locked me in there. Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, sorry about that. It was dark. You're still here. Just. Stop complaining. (laughs) Um, I hated that photographic wallpaper so much. It's so bad. It was like, it felt like, I looked at it, it was like a gangster, you know, old-timey New York scene or something. Mm. I don't know where it was or what it was. I would wake up every day. In terror, But it was also just the repeating pattern of just, like, one square image again and again. It was awful. It was yeah. incredibly busy. Nobody liked it. <laughs> and it ruined it. I think if they had entirely different wallpaper, that room would have been just lovely. Mm. It is a funny interpretation of, like, you always see, like, the idea of, like, a girl's in a boy's room is always quite funny. And this one, they're just like, what are boys, like, 1930s New <laughs> York, <laughs> black and white. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Tell you what actually blew my mind Anne Louise has never seen a Magic 8 ball. That blew my mind as well. (laughs) What? She's like, what do you call that? (laughs) like, like, is it a bowling ball? I don't know what bowling alley you're going to do, That was cool. She needs to get to Archie Brothers' stat to see what a bowling (laughs) ball actually looks like. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was, that was was exciting for me. Uh, Megan Dan got 13.5 and then they found out that they got 14 for their girls' room, which was a perfectly lovely room as well. But it wouldn't have made any difference. They still wouldn't have won had they put forward their girls' room to be judged. And that's it. That's that. that was Sunday and we're now a whole year later. A whole year later. Monday night's episode was very good and not just because I worked on it. I'm Ch- going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Look, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. The last few weeks I've been doing a lot of editing of podcasts at home in the evening time. Mm. The time has not been my own. Yeah. But as I mentioned, my fairy godfather's landed. Everything has changed. Everything has changed. Te- I Aihie is actually under a lot of pressure to just save my life. <laughs> I feel good about it. I I feel really <laughs> confident. Ah, so sweet. Great. Turning turning a new leaf here. Turning at the a real new pod. Leaf. Um. So so yeah. I think maybe now I might have some time to dig into the block mm. a bit more. It just it perfectly captures the emotions, the stress, the panic of how those couple of days felt right before the big lockdown. It's it's crazy. I'll tell you what, what was a bit intense mm. was Tim with the moustache. Yes, going around with his toothbrush and interviewing people with, like, his toothbrush talk or whatever it was, a little bit. I'm like, you know, looking back, that wasn't the wisest thing to do, to be waving your toothbrush around no. in people's faces and turning it on. So it's 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 going to be spinning out some germs right? Uh, in the COVID era. That's droplets, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll do quickly talk about Too Hot to Handle before we throw to the back. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. There's a ki- First thing is there's a Kiwi gal on Too Hot to Handle whose name is Larissa and she is incredible. Um, if you don't know the premise of the show – the first season was on Netflix and they got a whole bunch of hotties together, put them on like a Love Island style and a Love Island style villa, but then said, you cannot be intimate with each other without receiving a fine from the prize pool of money of $100,000. So basically hotties on an island, no one's allowed to do anything. They're all horned up and they're in hell. And at Jowsey, Harry, Jalsy, Harry Jalsy, Jalsy. Heartbreak ex-Heartbreak Island was on that first season and he got propelled to to fame through this, right? Well, everyone did. It's almost like by default you're on like Netflix's biggest reality show mm. um, and I think that's the fatal flaw of the show is that no one cares about the prize money because <laughs> it's like you're going to be famous after this. I watched that first episode, the first episode of Too Hot to Handle. Yeah. And I have never encountered such Horny people. I know. All my life. Because they tell them. I mean, this is the genius thing. The genius slash depraved slash not great thing about season two is because the franchise is so well known now, they appear to have tricked the contestants into thinking they're on a show called Parties in Paradise, (laughs) which is all about coupling up and just, you know, getting it on for summer. So they give them like a 24-hour window before they reveal what show they're really on. So they start, you know, they start doing things Straight away. They do, <laughs> they do. And that say things in their pre-roll like, I think about sex 24-7, and just they're really they, like, they're, I'm yeah. here to bang. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they've made that very clear. I would like to know what the ethics is behind tricking people to think that they're on one show and then revealing they're, in fact, on another show. Mm. To the point where you even get a fake host Mm -hmm. who comes out wearing a Hawaiian shirt going, hey, guys, welcome to Parties in Paradise. (laughs) I'm sure it's there somewhere in the contract in tiny, tiny, tiny letters saying, this show is actually Too Hot to Handle season two. (laughs) (laughs) But they all knew Too Hot to Handle. So when, is it Lana? Lana? Yeah, like the air diffuser comes up. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, oh, no, this better not be too hot to handle. Because they all thought they were about to get laid that night. Yeah. And then Lana comes up and is like, hello, you can't kiss. You can't do anything. It's so and, but surreal. But then at the end of the episode, I was like, well, where's the fun now? You know? I'm just going to watch a whole lot of people hanging out and becoming friends. Well, there's a lot of rule breaks. Right. There's a lot of rule breaks. And there is the kind of interesting element, I guess, of like who fesses up and who doesn't. There's some people that really want the money. And, you know, it starts to get tense between the groups as people continue to get get, get it on. on. Right, so there's definitely some getting it on. There is some getting it on. But, yeah, I do think the fatal flaw is that the money's not enough. Like, it's not enough of an incentive for these people who are all going to become internationally recognised influencers within one second. $100,000 split between 12 people or whatever sham change. No, but they you need think it about up it. the stakes, but I don't know how you do that without getting real dodgy. <laughs> no, but also, if they at the stakes, then people won't break the rules and then it will actually be an incredibly boring show. Mm. Yeah. I think they need two islands or something. And it's like every decision you make here affects someone on the other island <gasps> or something like that. That's what I'd do. Shh. Copyright. Copyright. Copyright, the Copyright spin-off. spin-off. 2021. Okay. We're going to have a break. <laughs> we're going to have a stretch and then we're going to be back with The Apprentice Altera. Kia ora, Justin Giovanetti here, and I'm the political editor at The Spinoff. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spinoff, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spinoff members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz and do it today. Kia ora, Duncan Grieve here, managing editor and host of another Spinoff podcast you should subscribe to if you haven't already. It's called The Fold and it's about one of my all-time favourite topics, one I've been reporting on and obsessing over for some years now, the chaotic but incredibly exciting and fun New Zealand media industry and scene. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and join me for in-depth analysis and interviews with some of the most influential and interesting players in New Zealand's media. Welcome back and welcome to the Apprentice Aotearoa headquarters behind a coffee roasters in Greylin. Cassie Mm. and JT turn up at the house. No Mike. No Mike. Beaming Mike in on the big screen. Yeah, he's away on business. Uh, But they're doing auctions this week. What a great episode. What a great episode. I'm never disappointed. So they're doing a charity gala auction to raise money for Ronald McDonald House. They've got a budget of 10K each team to buy items to auction. So they kind of have to bid against each other for the items that are on offer. And then go and sell those items to a room full of old white Cedar people. Cedar Kitchen. Uh, see, what a prize. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to also secure another bonus item through their own connections to sell, right? That's the basic premise. It's quite straightforward. Um, we have two teams, one of four and one of two. So they they whipped Gabe from Team Tahi into Team teams. Oh, no, Team Mana to Team, team Tahi. Week, team Mana to Team Tahi. And Ness was like, not a loss. Not bro. a loss. <laughs> And she was quite right there too. So Mike is an auctioneer. He's so – I love how he was like playing at coy. He was like, you know, if someone else wants to step up and kind of lead this week, that's fine. You can – someone else can, but, you know, I'm really good at it. And then in his like interview, he's like, this is mine to lose. Yeah. He was right though. He was actually – you know, th- this really was his wheelhouse. Team Mana have now really, they've just got this amazing spirit about them where they're really encouraging, they're high on life, they're high on the wins, Mm -hmm. and they're really supportive of each other. And meanwhile, Team Tahi just... Absolutely coming apart at the seams. <laughs> Cannot even, no one wants to step up. Like, Stephen's like, I've never even been to an auction before. At least Erna's been to one. <laughs> and then Gabe's like, oh, I'll do it. Fine. No, the <laughs> other way around. Erna and Stephen have never been to an auction. Gabe has been to an auction. Oh. Uh, police auctions. I'm obsessed with that. I want to go to that. What is the police? I, I, like? I, they sell um, guns and things. <laughs> like things they've <with laughs> <Drugs. things that laughs> recovered from, from crime scenes. <laughs> Fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about when my mum found all those Philip Patek watches on a dog poo bin? <laughs> <laughs> no, and the biggest surprise in that is that you didn't tell us. So, do Philip Patek, because I, I didn't know what that was until she found them. Very famous luxury watch brand. Of course. Um... Uh, like, the, I actually only knew who, what the brand was because in succession, it's one of the presents that one of the kids buys, the right, wealthy right. guy. And I was actually it's like $100,000 watches. And my mum, in, um, I don't know where the walk was, uh, Mangafo somewhere, she found four of them on a dog poo bin. And I was like, those are Philippe really watches. Just sitting on the bin. Sitting on the bin. On the it poo one bin. Of those dog poo bins that shaped like a dog? Shaped like a dog. Mm. Yeah. Shaped like a dog on the head of the dog, four watches. Took them to the police, and they were like, these are probably stolen, but if no one claims them, you can have them back within, like, two months or whatever. Someone claimed them, didn't they? Because it's as Keepers, which I didn't know, like, apparently is yeah. a real thing. But then the police were, like, shady about it, and they kept, she kept <gasps> being like, where are the watches? And I'm like, oh, we've had to transfer them to Central, and blah, blah, blah. She had to hustle. Turns out they were returned to her. They were not real Philippe oh. Patek watches. How but much did she while, sell? Them? Did she sell them? I don't actually know what she did with them. Um, she may have never, not actually even taken them back due to the the replica nature. Oh. But I was like, Am I? Is this good? Could this, is this a hundred thousand dollars? Like, could this be a hundred thousand dollars? Just sitting there. Is yeah. This, yeah. Is this how Alex Casey gets herself stuff? Very set exciting, up? though. I want to know the kind of the backstory, but um, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. It's a, a poo It's a shame they weren't real because I would have turned that into a podcast series. True. Mm. Back to the television show that we're talking about. The All Blacks top. My favourite quote of the of the episode. Stephen saying, apart from when Una just absolutely went off her tree and was effing all over the place, was Stephen saying, "Money can't buy something like this." <laughs> <laughs> so you better hope money can buy something like this because you're trying to sell it. He was obsessed with it. I didn't care what was special about it. I don't know that they. Was I it mean, signed? Was it worn by someone? It was definitely like, framed. Yeah, I mean... And, it, you know, money can't buy a frame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, I don't think that they clarified exactly what made this particular jersey so valuable, mm. which was which was weird. I thought it was just, like, a top from Rebel Sport. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I did love... I mean, when they were going in and bidding for the stuff that they wanted to resell... Seeing Michael just absolutely gaming it and, like, doing the last-minute bid or, like, upping it by 50 cents just to kind of fuck with everyone was so – I mean, so impressive. He (laughs) won it in that room, didn't he? Yeah. Won it in that room. The other stuff that they were talking about, like, going, oh, that lounge street, that's great, you know, and you can't – someone's going to – I'm like, that's not a money camp. You can literally go to Hunter Furniture and just buy that. Mm. Sarah Mm. Jessica Parker's shoes? Can't buy those. Can't buy those. How is Sarah Jessica Parker – Sending his shoes. To- someone knows someone. That's yeah. how these things work. Someone knows someone. Anyway, other things that were on offer were a coffee machine, quite a fancy one by uh, by all accounts, a 12-month subscription to some magazines and lunch with Cedar Kitchen. Lunch Cedar Kitchen. Magazine editor extraordinaire. Um, good episode of The Fold with her, actually. Yeah, good cross-promo. Yeah, 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 thank you. I, like I mean every word as well. Actually, while we're cross-promoing, when the facts change, the, the current episode that's out has just gone gangy-busted, especially if you're in Wellington, it's good listen. Um, about, it's a depressing lesson actually, but an important one, mm-hmm. about how, you know, it's a whole generation of people who basically are effed in terms of buying houses. Mm. we kind of know it to be true. Mm. But you always want to have hope, right? Mm-hmm. And Bernard's like, there's no bloody hope. Goodness me. Um, maybe the facts will change though. Maybe the facts will change. And he's he said to me on the telephone, I'm happy to be proven wrong. That's so, great. Yeah. Anyway, Mana's strategy is to fuck with the other team and Tahi's strategy is to push Mana up doesn't work. Stephen trying to do the maths the whole time on how much money they've got left and just being so panicked and wrong. They must have got it so wrong because I think they were still bidding thousands on stuff and Stephen was like, they've run out of money. Clearly they hadn't. (laughs) I just think like carry the zero. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Team Money ended up with eight items, six items to Team Tahi and then they had to go and ring all their mates and see what they could conjure up as their bonus item. Oh, the funniest edit was like (laughs) Team Tahi, Gay, bringing someone, being like, hello there, hi. And it was like, this number is not in use. <laughs> and then being like, fuck. And then like trying to ring someone else and being like, hey, it's Stephen. Which Stephen? <laughs> so like, that was so good. Meanwhile, Mana are just like, can you give us like a diamond ring? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Mana can you got offered a $4,100 e-bike, which they decided not to take in favor of the offer of a $4,800 diamond ring. Meanwhile, I was terrified that that the other team were going to be, like, walking away with a set of kitchen knives or something. You know, like, it was terrifying. They did, in the end, manage to talk up, uh, like, an acquaintance into doing, like, a day's worth of interior interior design. He was going to do, like, two hours, and Steve was like, can you make it a day's worth and we call it $3,000? Like just put a, an arbitrary number on it. And the guy's oh like, God. yeah, okay, fine. But we never saw what that went for. I'm so curious to know what mm, that apparently true. worth $3,000 interior design consultation is worth. Who would you ring if you were in this situation? This is exactly the conversation yeah. that I had with the person I was watching it with. Um, and I landed <laughs> on $10,000 of partnership content on <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no spin off allowed. Who oh, do you man, ring? You can't do that Who to me do you now. Ring? I honestly don't know. You could make rolls. I could make some bread rolls. I could come to your house and do a bread roll tutorial. That's worth about $14. <laughs> What's the minimum wage? <laughs> I'd ring Melly. Yeah. Yeah, personal appearance yeah, from Melly. Yeah, true. Priceless. <laughs> well, or you and Cassie, games night with Cassie. Games night with Cassie. That's $3,000 yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah. What would you do? I'd probably ring my old boss at the cinema get some Luxury Lido, a Luxury Lido experience. It's not going to be in the thousands, though, is it? What about a year's worth of as many movies as you you could possibly see? It's got to be something that doesn't really cost them anything extra. Like they're already running the sessions anyway. It's just another seat that probably wasn't going to get filled, you know. That's Mm. the kind of thing you need to go for. Middle of the day session for free. As many all. middle of the day <laughs> sessions, not during school holidays.
1: <laughs> we tough. should do an auction.
0: We should do a real we should, auction. Oh, <gasps> it's never going to happen, but we, we should just we pretend should do a real real we're auction. going to. Yeah, what a great idea. Okay, let's go to the auction room. We're. Uh, Ness is a mess. She drops a girl. She doesn't know what she's doing, but she brings it back, baby. She, it home. she she turns on the charm. She's just herself and she makes some good sales. Kennedy also did amazing. Like He had that thing where he's like, Everyone waggle your fingers. Who doesn't have a diamond ring? Yeah, yeah she said who doesn't have a gold ring. I was oh. like, oh, probably should have said diamond because yeah. that's a bit fancier. Anyway, but he Sakes. sold the ring. Uh and Mike obviously was just I loved it. A champion. I love Just seeing someone who's just really good at what they do, no matter what it is. Even though I'm kind of like, I don't know, I feel like being an auctioneer is kind of a weird job, but him being like, okay, now we've sold, we've sold, when he was selling the In Vivo wine and the shoes, and it got to several thousand, he's like, hey, we've sold the wine, oh, now let's sell the shoes. So and I was good. like, I love it, 10,000! <laughs> <laughs> Where were these old rich people from? I don't know. I don't do Do they just go door knocking on Paradise Drive? Maybe, I get, uh, would they have all been people who don- probably donated like, stuff? Because Cito was there because of Haven a woman, and woman. So they're all just buying each other stuff. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's like Monopoly money. You know? <laughs> but also there might be some people who are like uh, patrons of Ronald McDonald House or such, yeah. you know. Anyway, Team Tahi had, I mean, it was painful to watch. Erna and Gabe basically begging, like, please, anyone, please? Yeah. Can you buy something? <laughs> and Gabe selling it like, two-person dinner. It was a four-person dinner. He was just getting it wrong. Oh. He was like, anyone, you? But Stephen got up there and did a great job selling the All Blacks jersey. He did. Of unknown significance for $4,210. Amazing. There is no surprise that Team Tahi did not win the challenge. They fell about $3,000 short. Team Mana get a spa treatment in the foyer of the house. <laughs> with <laughs> Lovely. With their teammates... Watching on. (laughs) (laughs) Very relaxing as their prize. And then they go, when they're in the boardroom, there's this bit where Gabe says Erna was a scribe. And clearly Erna's like, What's a scribe? But they take that bit out. And so Gabe's like, You were just a scribe. And it cuts straight to Stephen going, You know, a scribe. It's just you just wrote things down. That's all you did. It, like mansplaining what a scribe was to oh, her. It was just I missed that part. Oh, it was quite magical. Where's Nothing God wrong with being a scribe. Nothing wrong with being a scribe. She's a numbers lady. She's a numbers lady. Bunts and burner, nice little learner. <laughs> <laughs> she was not happy with how Gabe paid her out in the boardroom. She swore like a sailor to camera. Yes. If every There F was bonds. a lot of swearing in this episode there was, there across was a the lot. board. It was exciting. It was weird that Mike sent Stephen out before he made his decision. And Stephen was clearly not going home. Yes. But he actually, like, got him to leave the room before yeah. he laid into the, into Gabe and Erna. And the big shock for me, Gabe's only 22 years old. That is a shock. He's too young. I was reeling. Yeah. He basically got sent home for that reason. Mm. Like, come back in a few years once you've matured a bit and got a bit more experience. He definitely says a lot of nothing, doesn't he? He does. When he <laughs> it's kind of his thing. <laughs> yeah. I did love Cassie's amazing speech to Erna. Woman to woman. Yep. You have to stand in your potency. Oh, yes. I've been talking about standing in my potency was ever like, since. I promised to stand in my potency. <laughs> 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 no, she's stepping into, oh, stepping into, into the, the potency. potency. I think that should just be our mantra moving forward. Step into the potency. Step into your potency. Um, I also liked when Erna was pleading her case and saying, you know, you've started here and I've started here. She's done the classic like hand motion where she's done like a visual representation of him being down low and her being higher up. And he was like, yeah, but you've plateaued i still got heaps of potential. Gabe was quite good in the room, but it's not representative of his performance no. at any point on no. any of the challenges. <laughs> and so, you're fired, Gabe. You're gone. You're out of here. See ya. This is a show that I'm going to be really sad about when it finishes. Me too. Because I've really it enjoyed it. It so fun. And I actually, like, care a great deal about the people that are like. Who do you want to win? <laughs> I think I want Mike to win. I kind of want Mike to win as well. He's really won me over. And... He posted about our podcast on the internet. Did he? <laughs> there's just one more quote from Mike that I love, where he's like, "There's not many times in an auctioneer's life where we're left speechless." <laughs> just love the idea of an auctioneer's life. It's like a point of reference. <laughs> I might become an auctioneer. Auctioneer lady tradie. Auctioneer lady tradie. I can tradie. build the house and then I'll sell it sell to you. <laughs> Build the house, sell the house. But it will take 10 years to build the house because you only work an hour a day. <laughs> I can be the head tradie and have some minion tradies. could have some minion tradies. Yeah. Join the team. Okay, that's the end of our podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry it was so long. You would think that with one less person in the room we'd talk less, but we're just like, we're just like, hell, having a gas bag. I'm not apologising. I'm standing in my potency today. <laughs> Thank you very much to Te here for doing a wonderful job of putting up with us and for recording this and making us sound great. Doesn't it sound great? Thank you to the Cornies. Thank you to the Spinoff members. Thank you, Alex Casey. Thank you, Jane. Thanks, Millie. Kia ora e te, te Butler here. Podcast Manager at The Spinoff.